This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Again, our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Ostrowski and Horvat. I'm at Joe0670. Horvat is at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. Here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL audio network. Thinking about, are you going to do uh, what we're talking about with Kazarian? I know we're going to do golf in a second here, but uh, yeah, Suns five to one. It makes a lot of sense what he was saying about how much it means to them to finish out the regular season as division winners because that might be the only thing they'll be celebrating once you get to the postseason. You know what's funny is before we even spoke with him, I was thinking the same thing, and I like the point that he brings up about regular season teams. A couple of years back, it was the Atlanta Hawks, the year that they win 60 games, send five to the All-Star game with Mike Budenholzer. Uh, we saw the Chicago Bulls as a great regular season team under Tibbs, and then they'd be burned out come playoff time. I think that that's this year's Suns team because Chris Paul, now what does he really care about the regular season? But you look at all the other guys on that roster. Young up-and-coming players like Devin Booker, who's never really been on a winning team outside of when they went undefeated in the bubble last year. DeAndre Ayton. I think that's a really good bet. There's some opportunities out there, man, with some decent numbers. Like with the Hornets, uh, there, there's that one. I love the Mavs, even though it's laying a small number to win that division. I think they're going to roll in the second half. So, you know, even though we're at the All-Star break, hey, you can still do and, it. It's fun, it's fun to take the juicy odds and to win the title, but – Come on. The longest shots right now, are they going to win in the NBA, please? And it really is. And another thing I really like, Joe, if you go on points bet, are the exotics that they have, like the New York Knicks to make the playoffs, uh, the Bulls to make the playoffs. I love those. The Bulls right now to make the playoffs are my favorite bet, plus 325. Does that mean play-in game or make the real playoffs? What is it? How does I think that means the real playoffs. That would be the problem. They would have to actually win the play-in game. And that's why I'm not touching the Knicks. But I could honestly, because of the way that Zach Levine's playing right now and the way that Billy Donovan has them playing right now, like they're playing some really a confident brand of basketball. Um, we'll see what happens the second half of the season. But I kind of like that bet. Something like that. If, you, if you're in a situation where you don't like the matchup, you can go on the other side, though, and guarantee yourself a little bit of profit if that's what you want to do. And that's also true. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Strasky and Horvat, we've got the Players' Championship. Some call this the fifth major. We didn't have a winner in 2020. Uh, Rory McIlroy won the last time. Uh, recent winners had Rory in 2019. He was the favorite then. Uh, back to 2018. I mean, you can go down the board a little bit, even though the best golfers in the world are here. We, t- we addressed this a little bit with Jeff Feinberg earlier on in the show. Typically, when you have this list, big purse, best players there, 
You don't have to go too far down. You're probably going to stay in the top 10 to 15. That, for some reason, that is not the case with the players. Even though Rory was a favorite in 2019 and he won, when Webb won, he was the 39th guy listed on the board, and you could find him some places as high as 80 to 1. He was 123rd on the board. See Wu Kim in 2017, you can find him 301 to 501, depending on your book. Uh, Jason Day was 12 to 1 in 2016. Ricky Fowler, at the time, he was 66 to 1. It was before people were starting to back him every six, every uh, single week. 66 to 1 when he won in 2015. So you can find some long shots in this tournament, Horvat. Now, the one thing that jumps out to me was a year ago. Some say sports shut down with Rudy Gobert. If you bet golf, sports shut down Friday at TPC Sawgrass because they were the last to do it. They finally said, okay, that's it. And then uh, we didn't see live sports outside of the KBO. I mean, you were the only one doing that in the middle of the night. But outside yeah. of the KBO, I mean, that this was the last sports that we saw for months. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And I had a future. I played Patrick Cantley that week, and he had a great first round. He was 567, uh, and then it gets canceled. So I'm going back to him this week, 22 to 1. But yeah, well, isn't it hard to believe that it's already been a year where everything's just been shut down? But it was this event, then it was Rudy Gobert, and then it was the conference tournaments. I remember the Big East tournament. I don't remember which game it was, but there was a game that. Played the Big East. They played the first half, and then the second half was canceled. Man, St. John's Creighton. St. John's covered first half for us, and then they then played the second half. And Eli was trying. Eli was trying to convince himself the entire time. No, they're going to play the tournament. They're going to play basketball. They're going to play the tournament. You were going to push through. I remember on the Monday you were like, "Do you think it could get canceled?" I'm like, "No shot." And then (laughs) I had to sleep. I had to sleep at the office on Wednesday night. And I yeah. woke up to your text like at noon once I got back to my apartment saying everything's canceled. I'm like, oh, all, all hell is breaking loose. And what really sucked is, you know, um, in Wisconsin, we don't talk a whole lot of college hoops because Marquette's a huge disappointment and the Badgers have been, a you know, for what they should be this year, a huge disappointment. But last year they were getting hot at the right time. Uh, they did the ESPN like projections where they projected, obviously, that they would have made a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they rewarded them as Big Ten champions, but they were just getting hot at the right time. And then the Big Ten tournament was just shut down. So that really sucked last year. Uh, as far as the players, one thing I did notice. Now, hey, it, it's it's a tough one because, okay, sometimes you have the top of the board, your top 10 guys with, like yeah. Rory in 2019. But sometimes, as I mentioned, you can go way down the board. And the other challenging part about this tournament is there isn't a specific profile of a player. It's not like, okay, the Bombers, yeah. they do well here. It's always a bomb. Sometimes it's a guy who's short off the tee, and sometimes it is a Bomber like Rory or Day or Fowler. So all sorts of different players uh, do win. And it's probably – I'm not breaking new ground here, but we were talking common threads and touch them all earlier with the hit stat category. Yeah. If you're going to bet that, common thread here of the players every time, it is someone in great form. Some tournaments, they players come out of nowhere – but you see strong, strong form with these golfers that have been winning. Rory, Webb, uh, even Siwoo, when he went, he won. He was playing well at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Why I hate and also love betting this tournament is it's wacky, man. Like, there's water everywhere. One bad shot, 
and your SOL and your golfers done. But also I like it because if you are playing the long shots, like you brought up, you know, you're never really out of it. If you're playing outrights, you do have a shot. Um, so I'm all in on Patrick Cantlay. Uh, the thing with Justin Thomas, I think everybody's going to be all in on him. Obviously, what is he right now? 20 to one. He's always good off the tee. Uh, but on this course, you know, I'm looking at guys, obviously, that are good with the iron, guys that could putt. Uh, you brought up Daniel Berger earlier. I saw it earlier, 44 to one. What What are your What is your thing with Berger? You want to fade him this weekend or you like him this weekend at the players? Look, man. Um, when, when you look at the, the list here of the outright winners and I'm interested in your Cantley play because yeah, my reaction, I, I get why you're backing Cantley. A lot of smart people are backing Cantley. A lot of people I trust this week. There, there are reasons to go with him in this field at 20 to one. I kind of feel like I should be getting a better number than that. Yeah. Like, th- should he be immediately behind or right next to Justin freaking Thomas on the odds board? That's my question. Right. No, he shouldn't. And I'm with you there. And that's why I was actually, I laughed because I was looking at Daniel Berger at that number. I mean, he's got two victories since June. Uh, You know, not a whole lot of players are playing better golf than him right now. He also has four other top seven finishes uh, since June as well. So he's playing some good golf right now. I'm looking at value. um, Okay. Well, here's here's why I brought up Berger and Reed. Yeah. So, both of these guys are a threat, right, to win any week. Doesn't matter what the field is. Agree? Yeah. And I have to go down. Let's see. I'm at 10, 12, 14. We're talking 15, 16 golfer. Uh, right there together, Daniel Berger and Patrick Reed are both 40 to 1, tied with Scheffler and Fleetwood on points, but also 40 to 1. And both are playing well. So, uh, Berger, he's. He won a month ago. That was, uh, yeah, that was his uh, second to last tournament. Yeah. He was 35 a couple weeks ago. We got Patrick Reed. He was a top 10 two weeks ago. We know what they can do against the best in the world. I just think the number's wrong. I I can get one of the elite golfers at 40 to 1. Those opportunities aren't there that often. Who are you thinking, like, here on this course, though, is is a long shot because – Last week oh. you brought up Spieth, but Spieth's obviously been playing really good golf. Are you in on him this weekend? No, absolutely not. I mean, the number the number is gone. I like Berger and Reed in that forty range. I think that's just ridiculous value. But you have to be open to a, a long shot winning. So I'm looking what about at Cam as, Davis. As I mentioned, some guys that are playing well. Yeah, uh, Cam Smith. He has an eleven and a four in recent weeks. Jason Kokrak is striping it right now. Um, he always seems to be in contention later on later on Sunday. Okay. Kokrak's 100 to 1, man. He can do it. He could win. Louis Eustazen. This guy's won majors in his past. As long as he's healthy and his back's not bothering too, him too much, he's 80 to 1. Uh, he just had a six. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to back him because of what happened last week. Corey Connors was in contention last week. That's not a bad bet at 66 to one. Sam Burns finished top three a few weeks ago. I don't, I don't mind that one at 150 to one. Why would you mind it? Uh, Johnny Vegas, uh, my guy, Richie Wierinski, brethren, Richie Wierinski, the Polish flag. Let's go. I mean, these are some triple digit numbers, uh, guys that I think could, could hang around. And if you don't want to bet the outright market, Triple digits, take a look at their top 10s and top 20s. You can get some good numbers. 
What's a realistic number that you play as far as outrights? Do you just look to play one golfer, two, three, like a weekend like this? I, I only want to play one outright. And that's why I was looking more at top 10, top 20s. And then as far as matchups go, there's really nothing I like for, for the opener, like as far as the whole tournament. So I'd probably just do day by day and then maybe look on Saturday, maybe something on Sunday. Because uh, like a guy that I had brought up earlier, um, now Chris Kirk, you could get him nine to one as an outright. Just... I'm not really seeing anybody that I want to take a shot with as far as um, long shots to win the tournament is not right. But like, how about Cameron Davis is a top 20 finisher right now, six to one plus plus 600. I play a little bit of DFS every single week. He's been like the DFS darling. I kind of like Cam Davis in this tournament, top 20 finish plus 600. I may even look into a top 10 for me. This weekend is probably going to be more matchups and I may just play the one outright. Uh, Cam Davis, miscut last week, 43 a few weeks ago. He also had a 14 about a month ago. Um, Debutant, does that bother you? First time here? No, because I feel like that could. I mean, it does bother me a little bit, but I also feel like it could benefit him because he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. You know, it's just this is such a fluky tournament. Again, it really that's. That's why it surprises me that you only want to stick with one outright. So why not? And I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but just strategy wise, I'm not saying don't bet on Cantley because there are a lot of reasons you already did. But yeah, is it is it better to take a guy at twenty and twenty twenty five, or you take two guys at forty, oh, um, and then and then you take a triple digit bomb? You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like strategy wise, wise this is a tournament where I would go further down the board. There are specific uh, weekends when you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at the Masters. We're not, we're not going to go too far down on the board. We know the guys that are going to be in contention, and one of them is going to win the tournament. So why waste some money? But this is a this is a week to take some shots, in my opinion. I mean, we're definitely getting there, and I feel like once we are about three, four days away from the Masters, that's where I really start burning money, and that's where I'll end up playing like you know six to seven outrights. But that's just been my strategy as far as golf the last couple of weeks is just really looking for one to two matchups for the weekend, a couple top 10, top 20 finishes, the outrights. I mean, it's so exciting, and there's nothing better when your guy isn't in contention on a Sunday. But yep. also, man, it just burns when he collapses, hits it into the water, and you don't even get a top 10 finish. That just sucks. Uh, tell me about a matchup you like. A matchup, nothing that I really like as far as full tournament. That's why I'll probably go maybe second round, third round. I want to see a full day of action before I play any matchups. Like, I'm not even looking at anything right now because, again, it's just such a fluky course that I want to wait and see what everybody looks like day one. Not that that's going to help me out day two, but I'll get a better idea at least. I hear you, man. I I always find myself betting most on Sunday matchups for the round four only because you've seen them now. Uh, over a few days. Some guys that I'd consider fading, not playing well right now. Bubba, Adam Scott, and Kisner. Even though Kisner has played well at this course in the past right now, his form is completely out of whack. So maybe some matchups you can attack there. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. best bets are next. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.